This week, the New South Wales government issued their 2022 state budget, which left little to be desired for public servants. Despite a win with an increase to the finances for the National Parks and Wildlife Service in tackling fire management, for every other public servant in the state, there was little to celebrate due to wage stagnation thanks to the consistently debilitating public sector wages cap that the Liberal National Government introduced over a decade ago. Tim Govrick, organiser with the Public Service Association and ex-National Parks employee. So Kim, thanks for joining us on the podcast. The state uh, national parks obviously are getting a bit of a windfall with some of the announcements in the budget, particularly the $598 million over 10 years to bolster firefighting capabilities of the National Parks and Wildlife Service. Do you think this is a win? I have to say it's fantastic news. However, there's quite a bit of smoke and mirrors going on here. And, um, they're saying that a lot of that money is coming through as a result of the findings of the Royal Commission into bushfires a couple of years ago. And um, I guess re-announcing or saying that there's 200 permanent firefighters coming on the books. Well, they've already been recruited. And, and whilst I don't want to sound like uh, uh, churlish, the fact of the matter is they were recruited for 12 months. By the time they were actually uh, put on the books, they... Um, their tenure was just about done. It took so long to recruit them that they, they could no longer, um, they, they only had six months tenure left. So it was just crazy uh, that they do that. But what they're saying now is those temporary employees will now become permanent. And what do you make of the time frame over such an announcement? I mean, a 10-year bolster, I mean, it, it's it's it spells of long-term vision, but really is it just sort of kicking the can down the road in terms of uh, fire management into sort of the ethers? Don't we need a fire management plan year to year? Well, exactly. And what I, um, what I find with this announcement is that um, you do need uh, you do need long-term planning and, and you need uh, you know your short-term planning for the upcoming fire season and that. But, but like I say, um, when, when you've got so many temporary employees, there's probably three or four or 500 temporary employees in national parks. They should have dealt with this from the get-go. They should have recruited permanent staff right from the get-go so there's no recruitment churn, which means you've got to keep recruiting and recruiting and re-recruiting people. Those poor people, they don't have any tenure. They can't go and get a, a, a mortgage, a bank loan. Um, and, and, you know, what happens in the end, you're wasting a lot of time doing more recruitment and you're, you're losing skilled people because skilled people either don't apply for a 12-month tenure or they leave after 12 months, they get skilled up, and they go and get a better job. Absolutely. On a different note, this must be uh, some investment at all addressing a lot of the, the tight issues and the, the efficiency dividends that, that uh, I imagine national parks have been subjected to in the past does sort of bring a welcome change from the Barilaro days of labelling national parks the National Sparks and Wildfire Service, I imagine. Well, look, it's a quantum leap and, and obviously um, there's a lot of support um, in the in the National Parks ranks for Matt Keane when he was Environment Minister. He did, he did a great job. I, I have to acknowledge that. But but the bottom line is um, Barilaro single-handedly cut and destroyed or attempted to destroy the National Parks and Wildlife Service. So when Matt Keane became Minister, he had a lot of catching up to do. And, and this, I see, is just another catch-up. They're just recruiting to replace all the people that uh, lost their jobs 
uh, during the 2018 restructure and previous restructure. So national parks were cut to the bone over the last eight years, and now they're probably just building them up back to where we started from in the first place. So Jason Mountney, the Senior Communications Officer here at the PSA, to give us some insight into the budget. Jason, what was some of the rhetoric that Matt Keane, the Treasurer, came out with in a lot of the, the, the sprinkled out cash that he, that he put everywhere? What's some of the takeaways that you've picked up on? Well, certainly rhetoric's a good word because within seven paragraphs he's talking about how important the public sector was in saving New South Wales through COVID, through the bushfires, etc. That's pretty much as good as we got from him, really. He also talks about how awesome it is and how great wages growth is coming in as a sign that we're bouncing back, the economy is doing well, yet for some reason wages growth doesn't seem to apply to the people who he pays. So he actually talks about the total rewards packages, which is wages plus bonuses, car things, that sort of stuff, is currently increasing by about 4.4% in their figures, yet he thinks that the public sector workers must languish at a 3% pay increase this year. So it seems that a lot of the language around the 3%, uh, the increase to 3% that they're putting through, uh, the, the government feel like they've put the matter to bed and that it's been dealt with, it shouldn't be an issue anymore, and the public servants should be happy and shut up and, you know, drink your milk. What's the, what's the feeling that we're actually hearing from a membership? I think we saw a lot of people at Macquarie Street who would like to beg to differ and you could have walked out and asked them if they thought the issue was dead because right. they weren't very happy. Exactly, yeah. And and going forward, is there any sweeteners in there for us, for the membership, for teachers, for nurses, for any other public frontline workers in there? There's, of course, there's the infamous $3,000 bonus, but only to people employed by the Department of Health. He's uh, stuck with that, obviously. Uh, he's going to give us another half percent pay rise on top of the three percent next year if we agree to some productivity increases no details on those so i'm a bit worried about what they are and of course the efficiency dividend stays on so we're looking at job cuts regardless yeah so uh, no movement in the wages cap and uh, a, a sort of attempted narrative of a victory of the increase of 0.5% to 3% on the wages cap as it is, is not much of a victory at all for any of our members. Our unions in South Wales have some great figures here that show that the average public sector worker with this magnanimous 3% pay increase will actually have a real wage cut for next year of $2,142, which is uh, it's a fair whack. Absolutely, it is. So, Jason, thanks again for highlighting that. You know, year in, year out, you give us the goods on the on the New South Wales budget, breaking it down in real terms for our members. We really appreciate it. And I guess we'll talk again tomorrow to see what the opposition's budget reply brings us. Thank you, Jim. Call the PSA CPSU New South Wales today on one three hundred seven seven two six seven nine, or head to psa.asn.au. dot